Hey, listen, we're continuing our tribute for Billy Graham. Uh, we chatted with Tony Capolo earlier and Rick Warren. And uh, now we're going to head over to Billy Graham's longtime spokesperson, Mr. Larry Ross. Larry's been on the show a few times in the past. Larry's become a, a pal over the years. He's got a really lame, lame sense of humor like Tony Campolo did. And um, he joins us from, where are you, Larry? Are you at, uh, your, uh, at South Fork Ranch in Dallas? Well, not South Fork, but I am in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's good to be with you, Drew. In fact, as I was waiting to come on, I was reflecting on the first time that we talked together on your show was during Mr. Graham's last crusade in 2005, the All-New York Crusade, which was a terrific event and capped a more than 60-year career during which uh, he preached the gospel to more people in live audiences than anyone else in history, Uh, more than 215 million people in 185 countries and territories around the world. Okay, I have heard these numbers everywhere this week, like numbers, 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 numbers. Uh, Obviously, he's had a huge impact, huge. Why? Well, I think that um, a big part of it is because he was able to put the gospel in a cultural context. Mr. Graham, uh, it has been said, he preached with a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. And he really was at the intersection of faith and culture. Uh, he showed, while other uh, uh, ministers were becoming more uh, political, he remained pastoral. While others were becoming activists in nature, getting involved in specific issues, he always was an advocate for the faith and showed how the Bible, the Word of God, speaks to personal and societal problems. And I think he... You talked about striking nerve earlier. I don't know if he struck a nerve or created a wave, but he really did stay faithful to his message for more than six decades. When was the last time? And by the way, uh, even Rick Warren told me that he he preferred to be called Billy. And I know you've been you've been quite intentional about calling him Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham. And you are you know have been tight with him for many many years. Did he actually prefer to be called Billy, or is that a misnomer? Or like, because and then there's also the Reverend Doctor, Doctor Reverend Right Honorable. I mean, there's so many. You know, how how do I refer to him? Well, uh, Billy is fine. Uh, he was unpretentious. In fact, people have asked me to sum up Billy Graham in one word. I have to use four, and one of them is humility. Uh, and he really was a humble man. He considered himself a country boy called to preach, really did not understand why God called him or gave him this unique platform and influence. But secondly, I would say, um, in addition to humility, integrity, um, authenticity, and uh, and love. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, was, I, I referred to him as Mr. Graham out of deference. He had about 70 doctorates, but they were all honorary. And... Uh, uh, and out of respect for people who had earned their doctorates, he was too busy preaching to, to go that to, to that level. But he had more than 70 honorary doctorates, but he always uh, referred to him as Reverend or Mr. When was the last time you were with him? Well, I tried to get to see him last year uh, two, maybe three times, and each time I had a meeting scheduled, and um, it turned out to be a bad day, and so we had to call it off. He had good days and bad days. Uh, he was in his hundredth year, and um, I think his death didn't come as a surprise, obviously, but it was a shock. I was with his son Franklin two weeks ago at the National Prayer Breakfast in D.C. Asked him how his dad was doing, and he said it's fine. His vitals are good, um, nothing life-threatening. So I think his body just wore out, and uh, God called him home. Uh, it's been said that losing his wife Ruth was 
was a, a, a dark time. Not maybe that's dramatic, but it was a tough go for him when he lost his wife. And and I, I you know, with many as we've seen them in their elderly years, Larry, you know, one spouse goes, and then all of a sudden the other one goes rather quickly. What was the timeline between losing Ruth and this week when we lost Billy? It happened with Mr. Graham in terms of the, the quick uh, uh, departure. Uh, she passed in 2007, and um, shortly after, probably two months after, his the, their grandson, Will, came to Fort Worth for a crusade, calls them celebrations. And I, I hooked up with Will and asked him how his grandfather was doing, and his response was, the music has left the house. <laughs> and uh, they were marriage and ministry partners for more than 63 years, and I think He'd been traveling a good part of that time, and she had held the fort with the family. And uh, but they were—it was a partnership, and I think it did hit him hard. But uh, within about a year, right at the milestone of a year, he turned the corner, started looking forward, wrote a couple of books. And you know, I, I'll never forget through um, the um, the summer of 2005, after we interviewed that first time uh, in August, I went up to visit Mr. Graham in the house and. Uh, a friend of mine had said that everybody needs three things, someone, uh, something to do, someone to love, and something to look forward to. And I realized that for the first time in more than 60 years, Mr. Graham only had two out of three because he no longer had a crusade on the horizon to look forward to. So as we sat on the porch looking out over the Blue Ridge Mountains that afternoon, watched the sunset, I asked him how he was doing. And he said, I'm okay. I'm at peace with it. Ruth has been there for me all these years, and now I'm going to be with her, helping her with some of her health issues, and she died uh, within the next two years. Wow. Uh, on the line with Larry Ross, Billy Graham's longtime spokesperson. Uh, Larry, I'm not quite sure how to word this, but when I think of... One of the things I think of when I think of Billy Graham was that he went from yeller to mellow. <laughs> He went from that old-timey black and white, you know, fire and brimstone and the arm in the air and a bit of, bit of loud, screamy kind of thing to being on Larry King. And I've quoted this many times. Larry, you know, Larry likes to always ask that question. And Larry and I spoke about this when he was on my show, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the few times he's been on. And I said, uh, you know, you always like to ask uh, the Christian uh, folks out there, if I don't believe in Jesus, am I going to go to hell? And, you know, that's kind of the paint him in the corner question. And Mr. Graham handled it like this. He said, Larry, all I know is that without Jesus, there's no guarantee. What a contrast between those those early days uh, where he, he, he seemed like a yeller and the older days where he kind of mellered. Well, you know, uh, I you're aware that Doug Coe passed about a year ago, the person, the gentleman who oversaw the prayer practice for many years. Yeah. And he and Mr. Graham were um, uh, were, were good friends, and uh, they were in ministry together through the years. And I wrote an article for Time Magazine a year ago about Doug's passing, as I did for Mr. Graham's passing uh, last week. And um, I said that I never under- really understood Mr. Graham until I met Doug Coe. And the reason being is I thought that Mr. Graham was in, intuitive about uh, boldly preaching the gospel in stadiums around the world. He realized he had a, uh, the eternal destiny of a stadium full of people weighed on every word he said. He was faithful to get the gospel. But yet when he was one-on-one with a leader or whatever, he just loved him as you said, or with Billy, uh, with Larry King, a, a media person. Mm-hmm. And I realized in talking with Doug that it wasn't intuitive, it was intentional. This was the way that he, he lifted up the name of Jesus, the love of Jesus, 
uh, with the high and the low and everywhere, uh, everything in between. But when he was in the pulpit, he was faithful to proclaim that message and then also give people an opportunity to respond. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about Mr. Graham's legacy, and you can slice it and dice it a number of ways. Uh, he was America's pastor at times of crisis. He was pastor to presidents. He was had a personal relationship with 12 uh, men in the White House. Um, he was a spiritual entrepreneur who was responsible for uh, spinning off more than 30 ministries and organizations. But I think one of Mr. Graham's greatest legacies, not to take anything away from his um, a number of people that will, millions of people will be in heaven as a result of his faithful preaching, was his church-based crusades, I always at the invitation of local churches, they brought unity, visibility, and credibility to the local church. And I think that um, he has a lot of... Uh, uh, concern or disdain about the word evangelical these days. Mr. Graham brought credibility to that term as well. He was a unifier, not a diviner. He brought people together around what they had in common, which in the case of his crusade was a burden for evangelism to a community, often invited out of desperation because the churches didn't know what else to do. Well, this week the world lost a great man of integrity, as uh, Larry Ross has just been chatting about, respected evangelist, respected evangelist. Think about that term. We don't often use that these days. Reverend Dr. Billy Graham was a friend to presidents, world leaders, faith leaders, and to the poor and needy as well. He was he was one of the first preachers who insisted on black and white integration at a time when integration was a bad word. Uh, he was he was one of the last preachers to have lived an entire life void of personal controversy. He refused to do things just because it would make him more money. He refused to refuse to join people of other faiths. He was more concerned with sharing a message of love than a message of separation, segregation, judgment, and condemnation. He was simply Billy. And today, we have paid tribute to... Mr. Graham, Billy Graham, uh, Tony Campolo, Rick Warren, and his uh, longtime spokesperson. How many years, Larry? Uh, more than 33. And, yeah. and I'll say, let me just say this, Drew, that uh, while Mr. Graham's sermons were a blessing to me spiritually, he was, more importantly, he was an example to me personally of what God can do through a life totally yielded to him. And um, that was the greatest sermon uh, that I ever saw him preach. He was best known, as you know, for as evangelist to the world for his signature phrase, the Bible says, and that provided a foundation for his, his preaching. Mm -hmm. But while primarily an evangelist, as you just indicated, Drew, he worked tirelessly as a man of conscience, compassion, and peace, and he often facilitated rapprochement between various groups, and his uh, leadership by example racial reconciliation, denominational reconciliation, he was involved in civil rights, social justice, international diplomacy, and on and on. But the thing I think, the, the most remarkable thing about him was that there was no difference between the public and private Billy Graham. He was the same individual one-on-one -on -one over a meal or meeting at the hotel as he was behind the pulpit. And um, though um, he was a, a spiritual confidant to some of the wor world's foremost leaders in government and entertainment, sports, and business, he made anyone in his presence feel like the most important world a person in the world at that moment. Larry Ross, buddy, it is always you are such a man. You can talk good. <laughs> well, it's it's fun being with you, and I appreciate. Uh, 
your spirit, Drew, and your um, uh, just what you do uh, each week, faithfully giving an opportunity to platform people talk about what's important in this world. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate your time, Larry. I know it's been a big, crazy week, and for you to, to uh, jump on the show today, thank you so, so much, Larry. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Larry Ross on the Drew Marshall Show.